a little bit of something is better than nothing. And that is the quote of the day. Show. I'm your host, Sean Croxton of SeanCroxton.com. Today's episode is brought to you by The Jerf Bar. Just eat real food available at JerfBar.com. Today's featured speaker is Mr. Dan Millman. Today, Dan is giving us a really good reminder of something. I was in the health space for about nine years. And so I read book after book after book after book after book about health and diet and fitness and nutrition. And I interviewed expert after expert after author after author about these topics and what can happen when you immerse yourself in something like that is you end up with an ever-growing to-do list of all of the things you have to do and not do in order to be healthy. And what can happen to people is they get completely overwhelmed by this list and they just end up going, okay, forget it. I'd rather do nothing. And what Dan talks about is how this can also happen in the self-help slash personal development space. You get immersed in it and that list just grows and grows. You're like, oh my God, here are all the things that I need to do in order to create a life that I love. And then after a while, you're just like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'll pass. This is just way too much. And so today, Dan encourages you to just, you know, just do a little bit. You know, do a little bit because a little bit is always better than nothing. Do a little bit and over time, add a little bit more. And then over time, add a little bit more and then add something new, then something else new. Because when you do it that way, it tends to work out better long term than if you try to become somebody completely new overnight. Here's Dan. I was walking down Telegraph Avenue in the late 60s with Socrates. The Vietnam War was raging. I was doing a lot of work on myself at the time self-reflection, self-observation, self-analysis. I was even doing a form of self-massage from the ancient Mongolian warriors to clear fear-produced tension from the bone surfaces of every bone in the body. It took about six hours. So I was doing a lot of personal processing. And at the same time, as we walked down Telly, I noticed a poster about starving children and oppressed peoples and uh, anti-war activism and organizing. And I turned to Sock and I said, you know, Sock, I feel kind of guilty or selfish doing all this work on myself when there are so many people in need out there. And he didn't say anything at first. And suddenly he turned to me and he said, take a swing at me. I said, what? Did you hear what I was just saying? He said, come on, I'll give you $5 if you can slap me on the cheek. Go ahead. Well, I figured it was some kind of test he was giving me. So I bobbed and weaved and finally I took a swing at him. In the next moment, I found myself on the ground in a rather painful wrist lock. And as he helped me to my feet, he said, you notice a little leverage can be very effective? I said, yes, I noticed. He said, well, if you want to help people, of course, do what your heart tells you to do. But don't neglect the work on yourself because that's what's going to give you the clarity, the courage to know how to exert the right leverage at the right place at the right time. And really make a positive difference in the world. 
So it's not a question of either or, this kind of change. It's a matter of both, out, outward and inward. Now, even if we decide we want to work on ourselves, where do we exert the right leverage? What is that com comprised of? Some people focus on fixing their insides. This is very popular in the metaphysical, spiritual traditions, in the self-help movements, how to change your thoughts, think more positively, and so on. So some work with the mind and the emotions, to have just the right emotions and so on to make a change in the world. The, the emphasis that I, I bring to it can best be explained, I think, by um, describing two fundamental approaches to change to doing what needs to be done. And the first approach is very popular. Here's, it sounds something like this. First, you need to quiet your mind so you can create empowering beliefs. To raise your self-esteem so you can practice positive self-talk. To find your focus and affirm your power to free your emotions and visualize positive outcomes so that you can find the courage to generate the confidence to make the determination to form the commitment to feel sufficiently motivated to do whatever it is you need to do. Well, that's one approach. I recommend the other, which is just do it. Life is always going to come down to that. Whether it takes us a few minutes or a few months or years, the question always remains before us. What will you do now in response to the circumstances? Because it seems to me there we have to look closely at what we have more or less control over. Can we control the thoughts that arise in our mind and change those? Let me ask you, how many of you have read, ever read a book about positive thinking, the power of positive psychology, positive thinking, positive mental attitude? Okay, I see quite a few hands. Now, how many of you have only had positive thoughts after reading those books for, say, the last couple of weeks? Anybody? That's interesting, isn't it? And we believe, of course, but if I'd read the book twice, if I'd highlighted it and done all the exercises, maybe I, too, would be having more positive thoughts. Well, maybe so. But as far as I've looked, we don't have any direct control over what thoughts arise in our awareness. Um, we don't have a spam filter in our heads. A lot of junk mail comes through. And that's just perfectly natural. It's part of life. Sometimes my thoughts are positive, sometimes they're negative. I'm at peace with my mind now because I recognize that. I'm no longer worried about it. If you want to become obsessed about something, I'll tell you how to do it. Just try really hard not to think a given thought all day. How about our emotions? Can we control our emotions? If we could just will ourselves to feel differently from the way we feel in any given moment, then my seminars and talks would be very short. I would just say, hi, my name is Dan. I recommend you feel happy the rest of your life. Somebody came up to me after a seminar or talk workshop I gave and said, Dan, I don't know, I have to tell you, I feel so uh, inspired. <laughs> I said, don't worry, it will pass. <laughs> because it's true, isn't it? Inspiration comes and goes, motivation rises and falls. The question remains, what will we do? What will we do? 
Now, I'd like to share a bit of a secret with you that uh, how do we turn what we know into what we actually do? Isn't this the major challenge of our lives? Let me give you a very specific example. Because we all know, for example, raise your hand if you know, if you're aware that it's good to do regular, moderate exercise almost every day. Please. Just raising your hand will help the blood circulate in your body, so <laughs> I recommend it. All right, so everyone knows it. I think I see somebody in the back who was going, maybe not, maybe not. We all know this, but now let me ask you again. Please raise your hand if you do regular, moderate exercise almost every day. All right, I see quite a few hands go up, but there were fewer hands that time. So some of you know it's good for you, but for, I'm sure, very good reasons. Your schedule and so on, you haven't found a time or made time to actually work that into your life. So this is my little secret to give you. When you get up tomorrow morning, just get up, go about your morning, and then do one jumping jack. And then go about your day. And the next day, do another jumping jack, just one jumping jack. And the day after that, do one jumping jack. At the end of 30 days, if somebody comes up to you and says, by the way, do you have a regular exercise routine? Now, we find that amusing, uh, and it is kind of funny, but of course, you're more sophisticated than that. You're going, come on, you know, Dan, that's not going to give me my aerobic points or change my metabolic set point or give me a training effect, but it's significant, and I'll tell you why. First, you've made a resolution you stuck with. You have set aside a time every day for your exercise routine. The second month, you might do two jumping jacks, double your workout. You might put on some music and just move your body, every joint. You might, you might, uh, you know, the hardest part about exercise is getting the clothing on. You might walk halfway around the block, breathing deeply. You might even learn the Peaceful Warrior Workout, which I've done every day for 27 and a half years. Every day. It's a four-minute routine. And it's based on a principle that goes along with what I've been sharing a little of something is better than a lot of... Yes. So in other words, it's fine to dream big, but start small and then connect the dots. All right, that was Dan Millman. His website is peacefulwarrior.com. He is the author of many books, so look him up on Amazon as well. If you want to watch today's entire talk, go to YouTube and look up Dan Millman at TEDx Berkeley. It's on the TEDx Talks YouTube channel. That is it for me. I will see you tomorrow for our Thursday episode of the Quote of the Day show. I'm out. Peace. Peace.